0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of mike white was robbed glad to be here glad to be back if you don't know i'm naomi and this is my hot take survivor podcast and i'm so excited for you to listen to this episode little tiny warning that we talk about some slight spoilers for australian survivor and for survivor new zealand so just keep that in mind when you're listening doesn't really happen too much um and we don't spoil any winners so uh you know just keep it in mind. And uh, enjoy the episode. Tweet at me, at Naomi Calhoun, with your hot Survivor takes. And I'll be happy to uh, tell you if you're insane or not. All right, let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the best Survivor podcast that's ever existed, ever, including international versions. My name is Naomi. This is Mike White Was Robbed, my hot take podcast uh, with hotter takes and even hotter guests question mark. Uh, Today, (laughs) I am joined by a man who is such an incredible podcaster. But not only that going to grace our televisions very fucking soon depends on soon if I get this episode out before the actual episodes come out. We have from two dudes watch cartoons Alex Brizard, Brizard, what's Brizard? Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, I get it all the time. No worries. Mm. No, thank you. Hi, how are you doing? I'm so happy to be here.
0: I'm great. I literally just Spilled seltzer all over myself, but otherwise I'm doing wonderful.
1: Wrong time to ask a question. My bad. No, no. I appreciate you coming on here. Um, uh, We got you on for an episode of Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. That was a lot of fun. You told me this idea. I'm all about it. Mike (laughs) White was robbed, willing to start off by saying that as well. Love that man. So that was what intrigued me. And uh, once (laughs) I took a look at all the other episodes, I was like, oh, yeah, I got some hot takes. I'm ready for it.
0: Well, I know this one is going to be blazing. I can't wait. But I love to start out with the suck up of, yes, Mike White was robbed. You know, Mm -hmm. it's always good to get on my good side. Um, But for anybody who doesn't know, Two dudes Watch Cartoons, you and Evan do a wonderful job. I did an episode about Fern Gully. And I got to tell you, I got so many people texting me about Fern Gully. It was crazy.
1: We got hit up a ton. People were like, I haven't thought about this movie in years. I was like, that's what we were going for. So that was perfect.
0: I did my duty. Um well, <laughs> Alex, let's begin at the yeah. very beginning. What mm. is the take you bring forth today?
1: I think it's a good one. It's super relevant. Survivor 41 and 42. But so what my hot take is, the shot in the dark is the best thing that Survivor has added to the game since a hidden immunity idol. I can't call it better than a hidden immunity idol. But ever since well, season 11, when the first Hidden Immunity Idol was introduced, this is the greatest innovation to the game so far, in my opinion.
0: Wow. Suck it, Shipwheel Island. Suck it. Damn right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this, people's heads are going to be yeah. spinning at people that were introduction. Shocked. I told a couple people, I was like, I'm going on today. Here's my hot take. And they were like, wait, what? And I was what? like, That's I'm wrong, ready. People? Yeah, I'm ready for it, though.
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, for those who maybe stopped watching after winners at war, you said, you know what, that's enough survivor <laughs> for me, the shot in the dark, the one in six chance to be safe in exchange for your vote at Tribal Council, says the Wikipedia.
1: Yes. Yeah. But, uh,
0: Alex, you told me you have so many notes. I do. Uh, let's start at the very beginning of, you know, what is the shot in the dark and and. Mm hmm. What are the mechanics? I think we got to establish the ground rules of the mechanics of the shot in the dark because it's so sort of loosey-goosey on Real Survivor that we have to establish our boundaries
1: here. Here is part of the whole thing with, I think, the misbranding of the shot in the dark. I'm not sure Survivor fully explained it to the castaways and the audience in Survivor 41. We only saw it used once. And while it was kind of exciting, it ended up kind of biting Sydney in the ass. She actually should have saved her vote. So the audience, the the people playing, we all kind of were like, eh, this might not be a good addition, but I've seen it a few times in in Survivor 42. And just so we mark where we are at, we just watched uh, the final 10 become the final eight. So we have seen the Shot in the Dark spoilers a a, a couple of times now, but this season 42 is what really got my brain going about just the the huge plus it is to the show, the game, all of the above. But so back to your original point, I'm Mm -hmm. rambling now. The mechanics, so the Survivor Wiki, this is the funny part, we'll get into a little humor. So the Shot in the Dark to Die is presented as a carved six-sided dice symbolizing the one in shit one in six (laughs) symbolizing oh god symbolizing the one in six shot of success so this is what probably confused most people in the beginning is i thought they were rolling a dice right and like one side said safe and the other five said not safe that is not (laughs) that's not what it is it's just a symbolic representation and so every player gets one of these dice and they can trade it at any tribal council one time for a one in six shot at safety, but they do lose their vote at Mm -hmm. that tribal council.
0: Now, I also think that what we have learned through multiple usages, because I think this was confusing in Survivor 41 because we only saw it played once, Mm -hmm. um, is that it's always a one in six shot. It's not Yes. that because it's a tribe of six people, you have a one out of the six person shot. It's it's always one in six, like you said, because it's represented by the physical die, which is something mm-hmm. I didn't actually really know. So that's like- the Survivor Wiki visual. helped with that.
1: Yeah. The Survivor Wiki helped with that visualization of, oh, it's that's why it's a dice. It's the one in six. So it's always one in six. But what's important about this is you do lose your vote. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great because In exchange for safety, you got to give up a little bit of power. Survivor, one of the most important things in the game is your vote. And so, uh, just to get into my list, it's great that they have to give up something so important just for a chance at safety. A smidge of safety. Just a smidge, because it really encapsulates that title of Shot in the Dark. This is a Hail Mary. It might not work. But so... Uh, what I'd like to do before we get into why I think it's so great is I'd like to run through some of the other advantages or game twists that Survivor has introduced since the hidden immunity idol. Do you think, you think that'd be okay? We can go over which ones you like kind of just yes or no. Yeah. This is
0: the, the reminder. And I'm sure cause also like I forgot in between seasons forty one and forty two about Shipwheel Island. Yeah. Um. I for I literally forgot about the amulets that were found yeah. in episode one because yeah. they never really come up until I'm sure. I swear I I'm calling <laughs> it now. There's gonna be an advantage get in. Like there's it's, no way that there isn't. It's
1: close. It's close. And the amulets are one I I want to compare this to mm-hmm. because I think the shot in the dark once properly explained is very simple at its core, where the amulet is like such a confusing mouthful concept, really hard to describe. And so while in premise, the amulet's like a cool idea, I just think it's not Mm -hmm. nearly as practical as the shot in the dark. But so the amulet is one of them. And so my notes are like all over the place, not in any sort of chronological order. But I have like an extra vote and a steal a vote. I've kind of lumped those two together. Those are good game mechanics, but I promise you, no extra vote or steal a vote has created the type of suspense that we've seen with the shot in the dark
0: I agree the best the best use of I was actually thinking about this the other day is like the uh, that you could use the knowledge' as power similarly to this mm. is like when you steal you know when you steal a vote
1: um, yeah.
0: and Nick Wilson does this in in David versus Clive, he steals Allison's vote and then votes out somebody else in order yeah. to confuse them. I think that what they should do with the knowledge is power advantage. If they use it correctly
1: is steal like Mike's idol and then vote out Marianne or something like that side, someone else. That's good. The knowledge is power one ready for this. I actually kind of like, but I just think it's, it's too powerful almost. And so bringing it all back to my hot take the shot in the dark, I think it's extremely balanced and fair. It doesn't feel overpowering for one player or another because everyone has the same shot. Everyone has the same decision to make.
0: Yeah, I feel like I I feel like sometimes I I might be a broken record about this on this podcast if somebody like listens, but I don't put out episodes frequently enough where I hope nobody <laughs> realizes it. But uh, it's all about risk versus reward. It's it, it is not just yes. what you can do with it but the idea that the decision you're making is a risky one it's like going all in it's it's oh gosh. you need to have these stakes and so the problem with the knowledge is power advantage is not the advantage itself but the context of the game that it is in which is a game where idols are fucking public information everyone
1: basically knows if not most people so it's really like a weird thing they brought both these advantages in at the same time it's
0: like worse than an idol nullifier like yes it, at the very no, least, maybe put an idle nullifier in the game so you don't know if they're going to play it ahead of time. But like, the,
1: the knowledge is power. So, oy, too much. Another another one on my list. And so this brings up the two. So you're just talking about risk and reward. This brings up two, in my opinion, the idle nullifier and a super idol super idol has no risk it is no, an no extra risk. it's an extra life in the game and an idol nullifier literally takes away from the suspense of a moment it is negating like the exciting moment that just happened on our television screen so to me both of those advantages i just was like ah there's just this is not right in the context of survivor of the game that i love and then okay there's fire tokens i don't mm-hmm. even really think i need to get too much into those like do you have anything like good, bad about fire tokens?
0: No, I think in the, in the episode I did with my friend, Steven, we talked about fire tokens. They've been done differently uh, mm-hmm. in different live reality games. If, if you're interested in talking more about fire tokens, anybody who's listening, go listen to that episode because I think we come up with a better solution for fire tokens. I can't remember what that was right now, but I think we <laughs> came up with better ideas for it.
1: But so, uh, fire tokens, good idea, just horrible that season. Like, it, it was appalling. They had so many stockpiled, and then Jeff was like, yeah, fire tokens are done. Like, I would have been pissed if I was anyone hoarding fire tokens. I yeah, you gotta like, have,
0: what? like, a fire token flash sale, you know? Yeah,
1: there was, they should have brought the auction back. Different different complaint, different complaint. But so, that, there's fire tokens.
0: Alex, I think you just said something very interesting, which is a, an auction with fire tokens
1: yes it seemed so obvious to me i was like the fire wow. tokens to me signify that the auction's gonna return and it didn't and i was appalled different Damn. topic though but so these i would say are, and then there's like Shipwheel island and you know they divide the cast by 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 uh tribes and they've done different things with idols half idols mm-hmm. and you got to find it and so those things are fine but to me the shot in the dark is just such a uh It's a a, a paradigm shift in the game, like the hidden immunity idol was. And so to get to my first point, what really makes it great is a seven to one, eight to one vote. That's, that's boring. Mm -hmm. Think of how many times we've had to been subject to that in survivor. The shot in the dark now adds that extra layer of like, oh my God, do they know that they might go home? Are they going to play? they're shot in the dark it's that little bit of extra like oh my god are, are they gonna be able to save themselves just a little extra suspense to the last moment which as an audience member i love
0: Hmm. i think it's like that last like because i've been watching live and i've seen a couple of these be played mm-hmm. um in like the bar with people and it does have attention to it especially yes. now that jeff is delivering the message right yes I think it's got a a A concern to it, a pressing sort of like, will it be, will we go to another vote too? Yes. I guess you kind of know. (laughs) But
1: but so that's what also makes it great is Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be a Ben situation of everyone voting Ben and his one vote sending someone home because you have forfeited your ability to vote you still leave it in the, the, the chances of your tribe mates. The, they are the ones who are gonna make the decision, that it just won't be you. And I think that's what's great about it, is it's not mm-hmm. overpowered in the sense that you could use one vote to send someone home. That's not how this is gonna work. It's just gonna keep someone safe that knew they were in danger. And I think that's the other key part of this, is it encourages blindsides. And who doesn't love lying, blindsides, scheming, plotting? That's why a majority of people watch the show. And I think that's what this was really going to encourage. I completely agree. And I also have my own two cents here because
0: we're sort of in like the what it encourages part of it, right? Yeah. It encourages making sure the boot doesn't know they're the boot. It encourages like blindsiding somebody so that you kind
1: yeah. of really- gotta make them comfortable. You have yeah. to lie to them. You can't make them feel uncomfortable. You can't just ice them out. And, and, but so to get back to my suspense point is to talk about this most recent season, there's times where Romeo, I'm like, Romeo, play your shot in the dark and he doesn't. And it's exciting. And it's great that it's a player's decision. I think that to me is what the core of like Mm -hmm. these reality competition TV shows are about is like a player having to make like a decision and Us as audience members being like, would I have made that same decision? Would I have done that? If I was in their shoes, like the other vote, I was like, Romeo, play your shot in the dark. What are you doing? And he didn't, but he was right. I was wrong. That's like fun to me. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I think that that same concept exists with the idol,
0: right? Like, yes. there's lots of plays where people don't play the idol and they should, or they don't play the idol. Like, I feel like this happened a lot in the past few seasons of Australian Survivor, mm-hmm. where I'd be like, holy fuck, they're not playing the idol. They're, they they have balls, balls of fucking of steel. steel. Yes! And they wouldn't, and then all of a sudden they'd be like, no, they're not going home. I'd be like, oh, 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 okay, I guess they're not going they home. They had the right read, I didn't. <laughs> um, what I also think it encourages, two other things. I think the shot in the dark encourages... What Chanel did, which yes. equals messy gameplay, which is throw your vote onto somebody else just for fear case. that the, the shot in the dark will come back and bite somebody. This Make is sure it's the, not someone it's the, someone you
1: want to go home. The original intent of the Hidden Immunity Idol was to help the minority alliance by like a vote split. Now maybe the minority has the majority if an idol's in play. And now this just causes so much more different options in chaos and so the chanel voting for mike is maybe where my wheels like finally clicked like oh this only encourages like you have to step up your gameplay and it's revolving around the vote though and i think that's what i love is it's not revolving around like an idol uh, just like an extra life like a super idol it's revolving around decisions and votes and to me that's like the core of survivor and so it gets rid of those 7-1, those 8-1, like, suspenseful things, but it also will cause more vote splits. It'll also cause Chanel throwing a hinky vote on Mike. You mm-hmm. know, for all intents and purposes, that's a hinky vote, like in Big Brother. It's it's different reasons, but it's for the same exact protection, chaos, whatever. And it caused so much, like, drama to move forward.
0: And that's what also people were saying that... um. If I'm not mistaken, they were saying that somebody else should have done it in a different
1: vote. I think it was either like in the uh, Mariah well, Daniel vote. Daniel probably should have played his. Daniel should probably should have played his. Daniel should have known he was probably going, but they lied to him. They they snowed him. Mike made him and like that. To me, now I like more, Mike more because I'm like, damn, he fooled Daniel enough like that their bond was Mm -hmm. solid, like he wasn't going home. We know for certainty, like Daniel was fooled, a quote unquote now.
0: Yes, I agree. Because I think Daniel is like, Daniel and Chanel are both Survivor super fans, right? And I think that Chanel probably is a little more tentative about like who she was trusting and then it all kind of fell Mm. apart. But I think that Daniel was just like, all right, Mike and I have no problems. Let's get right back into it. Um, The other thing I think that this encourages is I think it encourages the rat game. It encourages <laughs> you yeah. to go to, I'll, let me go to Swati and say, Swati, play your shot in the dark. I like, I have to vote for you. I'm sorry you're going home if this happens, but if you play your shot in the dark, I'll try and get this person, I'll, we'll get Tori out. Like, My Mm -hmm.
1: example is like what Angelina did to Elizabeth, she went and like warned her, but for no reason other than like a jury (laughs) vote like this can have now like real world actionable, like call to action like hey you're going to go home if you don't play your shot in the dark, and this leads to my other thing is, we have not seen it come into pre tribal strategy. And that's where this thing is about to break wide open because what are you going to do when the, the quote unquote easy target is walking around camp saying, yeah, I'm going to play my shot in the dark tonight. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, it, it reminds me of, um, not, not in the same exact way, but I want to see this. I don't know if you've watched the genius Alex. I have, you know, you know when they're, when they're playing in all stars in season four, when they're playing the fish shop game mm-hmm. and what's his name keeps walking around, just yelling $1.
1: Yes. Yes. It's a very similar concept. Yes. Yes. You're right on the same path (laughs) of me. And I really think like, that's where the, and honestly, I think it's like, I, I don't know how, I think it lasts till final six or five. I don't think, I think it's final six. So we may only have a couple more votes with it here, but I genuinely, genuinely think like if any cast were to do it, this season 42 cast, I can see someone in these next couple episodes being like, well, I'm just going to play my shot in the dark then. Like you guys are just going to have to roll the odds voting for me.
0: You know, this is so funny. Uh, Literally doesn't say on the wiki when it it stops. I feel like
1: mathematically, it can't go super late with idols ending at five. Oh, another advantage. Uh, This one's better. Until the
0: final seven. There we go. I just control F to final.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So it's not like the legacy advantage. To me, that was almost maybe like the lamest of the advantages they they introduced because it, it doesn't have any power. Like until you're voted out of the game and it literally benefits no one to tell that you have it's it's so that was a backwards one where this twist is like social strategic it's like everything that I want to see with a twist and like just harping on these like eight one seven one six one votes the only time we really get fooled by that is when basically like the editors lie to us. Like Mm -hmm. if we go into tribal thinking it's person, oh, it's definitely gonna be person A and like eight people vote for person B, you're like, well, hold on, I missed something here then. You know what I mean? And that's no fun. Whereas this, I can follow the coherent storyline a bit more.
0: I, I really feel like the shot in the dark. Also, we've heard it mentioned a couple of times at camp. We haven't yes. seen anybody threaten with it, but we but players but
1: think it about it brought up. Yes.
0: And I think that idols here. Here's my hot take after watching Survivor, Australian, Australian Survivor. Yeah.
1: Love Australians
0: Sur- like idols became like stupid. like and i think it's true from australian survivor and american survivor at this moment in time from 41 and 42 and then the past two australians like spoiler alert for the most recent season of blood versus water australian survivor when like khan had the idol and they wouldn't shut up about it for like four episodes yeah and it was one of those things where i was like we survivor has become so idol focused that in the middle of the game people are getting distracted by the idea that somebody has an idol to try and blind sign them even though they are in kind of an alliance with him yeah and he would be beneficial to them down the line as he is a threat that can go before them mm-hmm. and it, it's just warped our brain and what i like about the shot in the dark is that it has much more uncertainty than the idol. The yes. idol is very certain. If someone catches a whiff of their name, they're going to try and play it. And you have to really snow somebody if you want them to not play it. But then that risks like their jury vote and all this stuff. Yeah. So the shot in the of- dark is like,
1: yes, might not You're work. To- You're hitting on all the right points. So think of all the times in Survivor Pass we see someone get so comfortable with an idol and someone fools them and they get blindsided. We love that as an audience. We're like, Oh my God, how'd they get so comfortable <laughs> now? It's it can almost be like that every vote almost, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh my God, why'd that person not play their shot in the dark? They must've been really, really fooled that they were going home. And so to me, this is like, such a it can be a very big change in survivor but one that feels very natural to the game and and the show that we know i'm i'm not against here here's
0: the thing i'm not against you mm-hmm. i do think that the shot in the dark has a lot of elements to it that are like too much but
1: sure I think I'd love think to hear some right negatives now. too. Yeah, if okay. you have any negatives counterpoints, would love to hear them. If not, I'm just gonna keep going on about how much I love it because it's it's not even necessarily like, and we haven't even seen it work. That's right. the crazy part uh. is we haven't seen it be successful. And I just love the concept of it because to, to me, it it really incorporates the social and strategic elements of the game. Like I said, it just blends so naturally. Like so, think about just this season: the Zach, the Mariah. It, and the Tory boots would have had no suspense without the shot in the dark.
0: Yeah. I think that's it would fair. I think Swati was the only one who had stuff. suspense and that was it. Yes. And that's because that was a four person tribe.
1: Yes. Right? It was. A, yeah. It was very messy that, yeah, there was little of them and I think it was five, but five, five Romeo. Five Sorry, is Romeo. tough. Yeah. You, Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and ready for this? I think Romeo is the one because he knows he's in so much danger I think he's the one that's about to do something either like with his shot in the dark or or hit it successfully because I feel like the last couple episodes, we've really seen him like verbalize, I'm in danger. I know these people are lying to me. I know that my time is coming and that's what you can't do in Survivor if with this new shot in the dark.
0: Let me, first I'll say, I like the concept of the shot in the dark because obviously like we've discussed, it involves player choice. I also like that you only have one shot. right. You, they, it's they,
1: once per season. You you waste it early, you're done.
0: Jeff Probst really saw Hamilton, and he said, "All right, <laughs> let's put it in the show."
1: That's a good one. That's a good joke.
0: Uh, uh, maybe I should tweet that. I'll think about. Yeah, it. that's really um, good.
1: Yeah. But I don't
0: see the thing is is like that would involve probably me like photoshopping the shot in the dark on. It would to, take like, a Lin whole Manuel thing. Right yeah, and like, you'd like, have
1: to do that for the joke. I'm of
0: still kind. Of, look, I, I gotta be honest with my anyone who follows me on Twitter. I'm mad that you guys didn't like more the tweet that I made. That was the game within a game, but a joke about Survivor NFTs. And I'm <laughs> mad that you guys didn't blow that up because I made a stupid tweet about fucking Lydia wearing a, a big jacket. Yeah, 600 favorites. The, your, Twitter,
1: Twitter, Twitter is, loves her. Twitter's crazy. You never know what's going to be popping on Twitter. Um, I got to stop drunk tweeting Survivor because every time <laughs> something goes viral and I never mean for it to. Um,
0: Uh, here's here's my first big gripe with with the shot in the dark hit me the one in six chance i get it when it's associated with the die obviously i did not get that until you have explained it to me now and i've been watching two seasons of this show right i think that it is maybe more interesting if the the chances of finding a safe scroll get bigger as the season goes on so the idea being that it's not represented by the die but rather it's represented by it's a one in six chance it's a
1: finite number of scrolls in the bag so it's one in six then one in five Mm -hmm. it's almost a russian roulette if you will
0: yeah or even like this idea of okay there are 18 players in the game so we will put 18 scrolls in here we'll put three of them are safe and and
1: 15 of them are not safe and ready for this? This is just version one. They definitely yeah. could have changed it between forty-one and forty-two, but they have this whole big thing about trying to re-pieces <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, mind. yeah. And so uh, th- it could change. I think that's actually a really good idea. I, for pick. ones, yeah. like the six in one, um, just because it's it, it. Most of the time, you're not going to hit it. You know what I mean? It's a game of craps. People who yeah. love gambling, like that's what we're doing here. It's 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 fun because it's low, and because we've seen it fail so many times now. When it hits, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a scream at the TV moment. You know what God, I mean? God,
0: I hope I'm what I hope I'm like. I've been skipping the bar lately. I hope I'm
1: different.
0: Yeah. It. If it happens, because I'm going, I'm going to know it alls. I swear to God, if the if the shot in the dark hits, it's gonna be better than the video of Mike Bloom laughing at Malcolm getting butted out. Like it's oh my gonna. God explode
1: so, um
0: well i i also want to say this about the idea of the, the percentage minimizing i think it's interesting if the players either know that there's a finite number of safety chances so the idea being if you put your if you play your shot earlier you have like you know maybe someone it's like that amazing race thing right of like there's originally six items in the field and then it'll go to five and four or on the other side of things The idea being that if you play your shot in the dark early in the pre-merge and you, you know, you don't use it successfully, or maybe you stay, then your chances are much smaller of getting it versus if you hold on to it and risk it and risk it and risk it. Maybe the number goes down with each person, right? Yeah. If, If it starts with 18 scrolls and three of them stay safe and you take a scroll out every time someone goes home, then there's this idea that like, well, if you wager the idea that you might be around next vote to use it, you might be more potentially safe. I think that like there's another level to be added of like, well, what are the chances if I hold on to this? Or yeah, I think right now there's no obviously the vote is the incentive. But if you are a person who might go home, yeah, you're thinking, ah, fuck it. You know, what's the worst that could happen is now that like you know what i mean like it's like there's Mm -hmm. there's sort of a fuck it attitude to playing it right now and i think if there's a little more calculation to like well if i wait another week
1: i could be more safe sure like no i i definitely get that um i would counter just by (laughs) saying like you know you to me i i'm hoping this is the answer to too many idols in the game Mm -hmm. if that makes sense I don't know it is because we do still have technically like, yeah, we do probably still have too many idols in the game, But I'm hoping this is the curb to that because you can have that same fuck it mentality with an idol, but it's secured safety. And think about it, we've even seen people waste idols. We've not seen someone technically waste a shot in the dark. You know what I mean? They know when it's time to play it. We're an idol. So it brings like a different level of like comfort, I guess. yes. And so, uh, to me, it, it all goes back to like the player choice of it all is just so much more exciting to me than like a scavenger hunt. Like the scavenger hunt was fun. It had its time in place and they've reinvented it. it. It was fun when they started doing it at challenges. And uh, the, the spaghetti reward and Heroes, Heroes, they've had fun twists on and it's at camp now. And so they've done the fun twists on it. But like to me, yes. now this is a, like solely a player decision. And that's what we come for. We come for strategy. We love that stuff. We got the confessional of Tyson calling Rob a portly chap. Stop. And we peaked.
0: <laughs> there is nothing else that we needed to see with the scavengering. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I also think that, like, if Survivor... What I liked was when, like, they kind of actually made it, like, a puzzle and, like, Aubrey yes. and everybody were trying to solve it. That's then, you know, fun. Chris too. Chris Underwood's just shoving the shit That's out of Keith. Tough. But on the other side, I agree. Like, when they're just like, hey, by the way, there's, like, four tokens on the island.
1: Go. I hate Go. that. Don't yeah, like that. Yeah, like... How are we supposed to participate as an audience? Like I said, it was fun when it started because it was new. Yeah. It, it, you could kind of follow along like with Sandy didn't know what a pace was or the palm tree. <laughs> like there was fun elements of it, but we've seen it so many times now that this is like such a nice... I, I, this just came to me. Okay. So you've probably heard this a million times, but there's that uh, like, whenever there's a Reddit theory, like, what's your idea for a twist on a season? There's always the post that's like, give everyone an idol at the start of the season. This is that, but way more like balanced. I do still kind of
0: want to see an org with that twist. Yeah. <laughs> <So you laughs> I to see an org, but it. not
1: Survivor, though, because that- it would be too cracked. You would, you would, it would be chaotic. This, though, provides the, added safety of like only one of you is going to get the safety and
0: this this also kind of brings i think to mind the concept of your vote being the most important important part of survivor
1: oh my god yes i didn't even think about that but i could talk go on with what you're saying
0: like what the shot in the dark the the big risk reward elements of it are all about the idea that you would not be able to vote. Now, granted, we have seen people play it where effectively they are definitely going, but there's also a world where like, if Swati doesn't vote, yeah. what happens if Romeo decides to vote for Tory? And then it's like a, t- you know what I mean? Like there's all these worlds where there's maybe- all these
1: weird equations where think about so and this is this that goes back to I actually enjoy a, the one thing about Shipwheel Island is it's like a very easy math equation to me. It's like, would you risk your one vote for two votes? Like I, I actually really like the simplicity of that. And so mm-hmm. like we saw Chanel who lost her vote at Shipwheel Island, and it threw that whole tribal council into utter chaos that's what this shot in the dark could do is if someone's paranoid, but people are actually relying on their vote, they could mess up a whole plan by sacrificing their vote unnecessarily. And th- that's what I'd get back to is there is so many permutations of how we could see this play out that it-, it brings back like the original excitement of when we first saw hidden immunity idols, in my opinion.
0: I think also we forget that immunity idols were broken in the beginning yes they They changed them they didn't work it was too powerful and and obviously like Like
1: terry and yule stomped their way through the game as they were like we need to change this and they made the one subtle change to put it after the votes have been cast. Think about it, all it took was that one change to fix an idol too. So if the shot in the dark is not 100% perfect right now, which I'll be honest, I think it's pretty close to perfect. But if it's not right now, we could tweak it and it it, it could get much better. And I think that's what people need to remember too is Gary Hogaboom's idol was basically an extra life or it was basically an individual immunity. No, I take it back, it was even worse. It it was like an individual (laughs) immunity. He had to play it before everyone voted.
0: I love Gary. I love Gary. Yeah. So much. Um, I I also have to say that uh, to me, the shot in the dark is not the most heinous of the twists that Jeff Probst has introduced. The heinous one is obviously, as we all know, the shatter the glass
1: hourglass. Yes. That yes. one's the worst. Because Imagine as we said, no risk-versus-reward. Risk yeah, no, exactly. It's all risk-versus-reward. Why would that person ever not smash it? In my opinion, easy fix. You do this at 13 people and it's like six and six and you tell Erica and Rockstory, you're safe no matter what you have to pick which six are now safe and yeah. versus not so but this goes back to ready 41 verse 42 the slight difference in the hourglass was they told them Rockstory was going to excuse me Rockstory was going to have some power and it completely changed the way they strategized and planned around it. Mm -hmm. And that's also something I like about the shot in the dark, is it's not like an amulet or a knowledge is power or an idol nullifier, when these people are like, I didn't know this existed. Everyone gets read the rules at the beginning. Everyone gets handed a dice, and you say, you have one from now to final seven. Yep. Uh, So I, we did uh,
0: last year, Survivor New York season five. Um, Mm -hmm. There is a wonderful wonderful uh store she's in ireland i believe her name is freak like me etsy um and she makes beautiful recreations of of hidden immunity idols and idol necklaces from from survivor and we buy them and use them in survivor new york she sent us so graciously an idol nullifier for free
1: oh that's pretty cool
0: it's pretty darn cool we never planned on having an idol nullifier in the game and but so when we have one we use it so yeah. the thought that I had was, how do I make sure that people understand the parameters of the game they're entering in? Now you can sit there and say, okay, well people have seen Survivor before, but that's not fair. I don't think. I think so. What we did is, we wrote in the rules, but I also highlighted it for people. I said, uh, you know, I there's the rule about stealing something, but I said like idols and idol nullifiers, and I told our players, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm I'm like 90% sure I did this. (laughs) Uh, There are idol nullifiers in the game because the last thing you want is for somebody to have, take the risk of finding the idol, take the risk of making a choice and looking for the idol or telling people about the idol and then have their um, gameplay be like diminished by something they had no idea existed. And that I think is, to your point, why these twists, where it's being introduced secretly um and have so much implication, it's not just like you know, the steal
1: a vote was introduced secretly or whatever. you know, like these things were introduced or a steal an advantage. Right. That's a fine one. And it was introduced secretly. but it's not choose which six people are safe
0: or fuck over six new people, you know what I- yeah, exactly. like exactly it's, these are humongous implications. That are being made secretly by one person, like even the knowledge is power. Like that's basically kind of an idol nullifier in some ways, but with more power.
1: Yeah, yeah, it can transition into other advantages too, and uh, we just don't even need to get into the cockamamie of just again why you would have it on a season where at least three other people, two other people know you're going to have an idol. It's just. It has been interesting, though, not to just get totally off topic. I do kind of enjoy the season, like, watching these two, where it's like, wow, everyone knows these three players have an idol. Like, how do you play that? You know what I mean? It's kind of different. We've never really seen that, because sometimes they're secret. Sometimes some people know. But going into these merges, it's like, oh, my God, almost every single person knows who has these three idols. It's a different power dynamic.
0: Absolutely. And, And to me, like, I really feel that the idol concept is interesting across three tribes the inherent problem with it i think is that was the concept that you had to say it every
1: single time and i know they tweaked that i know mike kind of gamed it and waited and i think that's the smart thing to do but yeah really like xander just talking about butterflies over and over again like that poor guy like what's he supposed to do you know what i mean
0: that's that's the thing that's the thing is like you get them saying it then it draws the attention to them but if you want the cross tribal idol alliance like the more person shows their ass. yeah the more that it's like what the fuck are they saying and obviously now I don't know if that they would ever here's the other thing I don't know that survivor would ever do the idols phrase again because it's known I don't don't think think they can I don't think they can do the hourglass again because it's known. No, And so that's why the shot in the dark actually works because the shot in the dark is so public, so known.
1: It's not reliant on the shock factor of, of here's what the twist is because all the players know what it is. I think that's really important when you're running a a game you know what i mean people would be pissed if they were watching football and they were like oh you didn't know the other team actually scored a secret 14 points that you just (laughs) totally missed yeah it's it's a part of the game it it just happened this time the refs decided it's a thing the golden power of fire making oh my god we didn't even talk about the worst thing they've ever introduced is final four fire making (sighs) i it like I didn't even put it on my list. It's just such a, like, I can't even think about it because it's so nauseating. Or, the one benefit yeah, is that Mike that. White
0: won that. And so you're like, well, I see, know how Mike funny White was is that? so good yeah. at
1: Survivor. <laughs> Ready for this, though? He would have survived a vote. And that's more impressive to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. I, I feel like
0: that the shot in the dark is, like, it's goofy. And for a lot of the time I was watching Survivor, it didn't make sense. Yeah. But, I get that. It makes sense the more they explain it. And again, I think it has comeback potential. I think it's the twist that can recur and not have immediate downsides that Mm -hmm. players break the system. I think that's always the big problem. I mean, I think it's why Big Brother often doesn't repeat twists very frequently, unless they're like the big overarching, like, you know, co-HOH twist. Because people see it, and then they just immediately know what to do, and they try for it it, and it ruins the fun of the surprise
1: yeah and so as a tv show slash game you're you're always on that teetering line of like what's gonna shock the audience but is still a fair game mechanic and so they will teeter that line and they do the famous line of survivors not fair and you know that's good it's fine that's good but like you know, I like to consider Survivor closer to like a sport sometimes. And so, you know, like Danny said, like when you win and you're told you win and you get safety, it's BS that one person could just overturn it like that. So there's elements of like this that just scream like, like you said, like long-term mainstay game mechanic in my opinion. And I don't know they're gonna do it 43, 44. I, I haven't heard, I have no idea. And I can only hope, though, because I think, especially now that they've, s- the players out there have seen it a few times, they're going to be ready to. Like I said, it's just going to be so exciting when, like you said, someone's going to come up to someone and be like, "Hey, you're kind of in trouble," and that person just goes around and is like, "I'm playing my shot in the dark. Good luck. You're risking your your or t- well, you're risking a dice roll if you if you vote for me.
0: I uh, I would love that. Also this is something else I just have to point out. Cause I listened to, I listened to Roxroy and Tori's exit interviews mm. and Tori and Roxroy, Tori says that like, it's interesting. Roxroy one said he was thinking about not smashing the, the hourglass. He actually considered it.
1: I don't even want to hear that. I liked the guy, but what are we talking about? Why he, would he need to consider it?
0: He said it was like, so he, I, I think he had an interesting idea, which is that he first, he thought like, well, they won the competition. Like, this isn't fair to them.
1: He is so fair. He would literally be like, not fair, but like, he's so play by the rules. He would be like, they want it fair and square. Wow, that's crazy he considered it that strongly, though. He
0: he thought about it a lot. I I would highly recommend people listening to it. And then he also said that he thought about second chances. And he thought that, like, people deserve opportunities and that they deserve a second chance. And so he thought, well, what if I give a second chance to the people who, like, who lost. And it was mm-hmm. very interesting to hear his perspective on that. He also said that he voted for Lindsay because he couldn't vote for Lydia because he like just got back to the island. They're like, oh, we're voting for Lydia. And he was like, he didn't want to do it. Um, because he's gone to <laughs> Shipwheel Island with her, which is very funny considering none of them did shit on that island. Um oh man,
1: that's but uh, you know, he's really it funny. Is what it is? Yeah, I liked him, I ended up warming up to him where I'll be honest, in the beginning, I wasn't much of a fan, yeah. but by the end, I was very upset that he ended up going home.
0: I I agree, I also think that like, it was, it's one of those situations where like, it, he reminded me a lot of, I, he, it reminded me a lot of the way that Carl went out, oh, which is that-
1: Love Carl. Godfather be- Carl,
0: love him to pieces in the way that it's this, the stubborn, figure on the tribe. The stubborn older male figure on the tribe can't be reasoned with. People yeah. like not even reasoned with just like this it's idea it's an
1: of- obstacle in like if everyone's playing at optimal strategy the game almost becomes a little bit boring. You need people with like different perspectives on the game. And Rock right. Story, like I saw it on Twitter someone was like Rock Story would have been amazing at this game 20 years ago. And I was like, "Yes, he totally would have. He would have been stellar. He would have been like a Tom" from season 10, in all honesty. He would have been a rock star in early Survivor.
0: Because it's it's that, it's like, no, we're staying the path. I'm voting for Romeo because Romeo's on the bottom. And obviously yeah. that is the best move for Roxroy. He's not wrong, but in, inherently like other opportunities arise for other people and like what's yes. not, and, and you know, people talk about how he wasn't really like great to work with because he just was very ins- like sure of what he was doing. I think Carl yeah. was similar. And I say this to say that like they went out pretty similarly, but what's interesting is that Tori talked about in her excerpt interview that she knew sending Roxor there was in her favor. Even if he did end up like sort of fucking her over by making her unsafe, Yeah, she didn't want, you know, Don't send Lindsay when you can send Roxroy, when you can send somebody that you know, because she did say that like while her tribe was kind of a mess, she did feel that they were the best group to be with. Um, A lot of people weren't really giving her information. But I I think both of those interviews are interesting to listen to because I think that Survivor is so much more than like what we see on the screen. And it's people Mm -hmm. lying and pretending all the time. You know, people like to say, oh, You're just like they're retconning things like that happen out there and then they lie about it. But like a lot of people lie all the time or like put on a fake smile to like deal with somebody. And I think the shot in the dark like also allows for like another level of manipulation and like fucking with people.
1: Yeah. It just to me like it makes it solidifies that like lying and blindsiding is the name of the game or you really could screw yourself and your allies over. And I love that. Like, that's what I love about Survivor. I love when people are scheming, plotting, backstabbing, lying. And uh, this just encourages it to the nines. And it helps mm-hmm. minority alliances. Who doesn't love the underdog? We love minority alliances. We love when when Malcolm, Eddie, and Reynold all are safe at one tribal council. And, you know, it, it's <laughs> it's like we can recreate or, like, create new moments of, like, crazy, unlikely saves in survivor like never before if that makes sense yes
0: i so i also want to talk about the the drama of risking your
1: vote yes because 41 and 42 like you said have placed a new importance on it and i love it but go ahead i'm sorry to interrupt No, no no it's okay
0: the the thing that i think is most indicative of this i mentioned it earlier is the fact that sydney goes home on a five Four three plurality vote. Yeah. She does not go home unanimously. She does not go home uh because the big merge tribe picked one person. Um, mm-hmm. she goes home on this weird, wacky fucking vote where Erica, Heather, Liana, Nasir, and Shan vote for her. I'm trying to find the vote. There we go, episode seven and i think that that's really interesting evie gets four votes right danny Deshaun times two and ricard Deshaun gets three votes evie tiffany zander so if yeah. if sydney just votes for evie right if sydney does not yep. risk the vote sydney would probably vote for evie evie would then have five votes on them and sydney would have five votes on her and it's a tie and it's a tie and that leaves so oh my god this is crazy this, this is also yeah. the interesting Do you believe that if somebody votes with an extra vote and then there goes to a tie, that they get the extra vote on the revote?
1: I think they should get the extra vote, but I believe survivor rules say they do not get the extra vote. It's very interesting. Yeah. I think they should lose their normal vote, but still get their extra vote, if that makes sense. (laughs) I don't know. That's what I feel, but I'm pretty sure the show says like, you just don't vote, and, and sorry, you had two votes, not anymore. You have none votes. But
0: what if and you're that's... what if you're just voting? Like you, you're not in the tie. You are just a you're just joining the vote. Like, so well, you get your extra please...
1: vote. Yeah, it goes through. I think.
0: I think so. I'll, I I was once read to death because in a live game I didn't. Push for an extra vote to go through on a revote because I didn't know the I'm fucking pretty rules. sure it
1: does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does, but I'm not a, a rules expert. But I do like all the rules and advantages because I like when Survivor takes these sort of twists and they don't always succeed. And I, I guess the ones that bug me are the ones that I feel like clearly flop and then they like continue them, like the legacy advantage, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, ready for this? This is a little off topic. It's not like an advantage, but the The when Drea had to stick her hand in that red paint. (laughs) Yes, caught red-handed. Brilliant, brilliant. If you're gonna do a scavenger hunt, there needs to be the risk reward stakes of it. Back in the day, it was like, if you're too gone long from camp, you're like not bonding and the people are suspect of you. But in modern survivor, a lot of that's lost. And so Survivor was like, "Screw it! We are going to physically mark their hand red." And I think that is brilliant. And whoever came up with that idea, I hope they continue to pitch like creative things like that. To me, like uh, that—that was excitement level of like when I saw Jericho first, like deciding between cookies or like a fire or a firewood for his tribe, and he was Uh, like, "Cookies, obviously!" And I was like,
0: "Yes!" Why? I don't understand that. This I don't understand why. Australian Survivor has clearly implemented so many funny like things into their game, like the hiding, like the hiding the cookies in the forest or Survivor in New Zealand 2 did the great like trials where you would go and have something happen. I, I remember that season. Yeah. And I get that Shipwheel Island is Shipwheel Island. But the problem with Shipwheel Island is that because other people are going to go at the very least, The Rob and Sandra Island, things would change week to week, right? Mm -hmm. You would get an idol that lasted a couple votes, or you get an extra vote, like, shit would change. Yeah. But the Shipwheel Island is, like, basically the same, and so there is... You can't lie... Like, the only person who would get fucked from lying about it would be the person
1: who goes in the first episode. Yeah. And that's No, I get what you're saying. No, I totally get what you're saying, because someone's about to go soon, and so it doesn't benefit them not to say anything. And so... Yeah, that is one thing. The Shipwheel Island, I like the importance, though, once again, of, like, your vote's the most important thing. You can risk it, though, if you want. But, like, that's on you. Like, are you gutsy enough, like, to do it? Because, and now, what I love, and so... (laughs) It's about like precedent and a precedent and examples. And so the Sydney one is probably not a great first example for the shot in the dark, even though it was dramatic, like Sydney may have been able to save herself by actually voting. It wasn't the drama, like the shot in the dark actually needed to be presented properly, where I actually think like Zach and Marianne were a much more realistic, uh, like, oh my God, like if they do this, like that's pretty wild. Like everyone's voting for them. You know what I mean? and so, oh so not marianne excuse me Mar- mariah I, I think i've mispronounced it it's like now. four
0: it's for it's like four letters off it's i mean i think I it's know, excusable i'm so sorry why do yeah. they do
1: that to like um, you know they put like rocks were and I'm romeo so, on the same tribe and let you know it's ready like- for this i had a tweet just this week where i talked about i love when the two targets start with the same letter and you see someone write Are And I'm actually, because I saw all the replies, there are a lot of incidences of this in Survivor. And I'm now convinced this is why they cast people with similar names or names that like start with the same letters. Because think about it, we did see someone in episode two write Mary and we didn't know what they were gonna like finish the second half with, and we were like, "Oh my god!" It blew our minds because it was either Marianne or Mariah. And so I'm now convinced that's why we'll get people with the same name on a season, so they could write it all the way out if they're ever the two targets.
0: Survivor New York season four, we had a Kyle and a Kylene, and so it was <laughs> you write the yeah. full K Y L, and then it's great. who could it be? It's exciting. It's exciting stuff. Wow, this tweet—that like, to be like, oh my god, you're also Survivor Twitter famous but 891 likes.
1: Yeah, it went off, and there was a lot of replies of people like talking of different incidences and, and times they love it. And I was like, you know what? It does provide drama. Maybe that's why the show will cast people with such similar names. Like they, there's—they're guilty of it a lot. In all honesty, I, I'm failing at some examples, but they definitely do it quite often. And. Yeah it just gets back to kind of all of what I'm saying is like, we're here to enjoy the game, but we also want to be surprised, suspenseful, but like, it needs to make logical sense. I don't like a surprise where the editors just lied to me. Like we clearly missed a key conversation. (laughs) I like the suspense of like, oh my God, is Zach's plan going to pay off? Is his shot in the dark going to work? Like I can follow how he got to the conclusion of playing it, and then the drama of the one in six chance.
0: Yeah, you know you know what I think about when I think about you, the things you just said is I think about Janet getting voted out of Island of the Idols. And I think oh. about <laughs> how okay. like awful- Why are
1: you trying ha- to do this to me? Yeah, what, what's going on? I'm, I'm hurting emotionally now, go on.
0: <laughs> just like the heartbreakingness of like, I have an idol, I'm safe, I like. I didn't need to strategize, I did everything right. Because I don't feel bad for Dan, Dan going home is funny. Um, yeah. But like, just thinking like, oh my God, like I don't need to strategize, I'm safe, I have the biggest target on my back right now, and now I can make it through. And fucking Dean, who I kind of love is like, a, who the fuck is this guy
1: character? He came uh, out of nowhere and was all of a sudden like, oh my God, is this guy gonna win? The last member of his tribe. Yeah, the last member of his tribe had seemingly all the advantages and was like, wait, is this guy actually a secret genius that we didn't know? (laughs) Like, and then it turns out he wasn't. Like, it was a pretty fun build up. in all honesty. I've never seen an edit like it. And um, I'm all about a unique edit and, and like, game story-wise. So I appreciate a good Dean, uh, DK chilling. (laughs) (laughs) DK villain.
0: Um, I agree. And I also think that, like, that's a thing where we're... Dean looks like the bad guy because he's basically doing something that is completely logical to him. But it's Mm -hmm. this weird thing where like, as a player, I don't think you can actually recover from certain moves where production sets you up to basically look like an asshole. I think Mm -hmm. that denying the super idol, not that I think Ty necessarily was going to lose because of it, but I think that denying the super idol is a move where like either making the super idol or denying it, you look like an overpowered asshole in a weird way.
1: Yeah. No, it's true. You're hundred percent right. And I think if Tony ended up needing it or using it differently, he might've suffered from some of that, but because he was like, no, 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 guys, I played it creatively. I didn't use it as like an extra life. There, yeah. there There's a little bit of a difference there. He's like, no, 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 I just lied and said it had an extra round of, of, of good. And which I think is brilliant, but you're right where it's like the super idol. It's like such a dramatic game-changing moment where it's like, it's make or break almost.
0: And, and that's to me, that's to me is why I think the shot in the dark is, is effective, right? It it toes the line between like, I'm doing something for myself to save myself. And like, I am making a move that will fuck up your plans. Like, yeah. and I think that's the line that the idol also sits in. I think also maybe the extra vote and the steal a vote all sit in that medium of like, if I do this as a defensive move, I will keep myself safe and fuck up your plans. But I'm also not overpowered to the extent where um, I look like a jerk for crushing you. Yes. And yeah.
1: I think that's where it needs to be. That's it's like- a It's a move from the bottom. It's not a move from the top where the idle nullifier is very much a move like someone in a majority alliance benefits from. You know what I mean? Because an idol is going to save someone who everyone's voting for. And this person is just says, no, like it's 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 like, no, you just actually stomped on the underdog's last viable option where this is like the actual last hope for the underdog. And as a television audience member, that's just so exciting. That's what you want to see. You don't want to see the majority alliance gang up on the little guy who finally finds their golden ticket. Uh, Janet has her idol. She's gonna stay. She's gonna make it to the fire making challenge. And Dean who's chilling in the majority alliance, just goes, nah, it slaps it down. It, Bro. It's, it's not it, It's not the same effect no. from a game and audience standpoint.
0: I wanna just go back to your notes. I don't know if we've like, if we've gone too
1: no, off path so or maybe many, we've been though.
0: missing things that you have written down.
1: I mean, this discussion God, is, is nope, pure look, gold. I, Don't get I've, I've even wrong. checked them. Yeah, look at this. I've even checked wow. them. All. The only one I, I have left, and I'm pretty sure I've said this, is it can just play out in so many different ways. You can have someone say they're going to play it and not play it. You can have someone say they're going to play it and then play it. You can have the people decide last second because of a live tribal they're going to be like, you know what, I need to play it now. Like, there's so many different exciting moments that I think can come from this one twist that I think it would be a shame to give up on it after just these two seasons.
0: I concur. I think that the idea that the shot in the dark is accessible to everybody is Mm -hmm. wildly full of variants, but at the same time has one specific outcome that will happen. um, And is in a lot of ways, like a person's last ditch effort. And I also think that in Survivor, something I kind of hate, even though it's a part of Survivor is the inevitable vote out. Everybody hates like the seven to one because it's boring, but I hate it because I think of like Stephanie Gonzalez in, in Ghost Island, right? Where she's yeah. just like, guys, please, can somebody? What if Gonzalez has the power to say, well, I'm going to play my shot in the dark? So fuck you. Go vote for somebody else. Cause some problems, or I'm going to yes. like someone else is going to go home.
1: And yes, ready I for think... this? This is a good comparison. My girlfriend Nikki told me before I got on this podcast. Queen Nikki, yeah, Australian Survivor, uh, brain versus brawn. Mm-hmm. After the tribe swap, Queen Haley is like, hey guys, I'm gonna play my idol either on me or Baden. So yep. we're just gonna decide you know, randomly and you can take that risk. And what does it do? The bronze instantly fractured. Mm-hmm. And think about that. Now anyone, if they have the proper like intimidation and negotiation skills can cause a fracture like that just by saying like, hey, you know what, us too, we know we're uh, SOL. We're just gonna play our shot in the darks and uh, hope we get it, like best of luck to you guys. And then it causes the majority lines to be like, should we throw a a vote on so-and-so? And And then it just opens the door for so much more possibility.
0: Yeah, I I am most curious to see a shot in the dark go into effect on a tribe of nine or 10 people, because-
1: That's where it's gonna be exciting.
0: That on like, like a starting tribe too like pre merge not not like mm-hmm. um not merge because um, yeah it opens the door to the idea of if I say I'm gonna play my vote maybe four people go well maybe we should
1: I play my shot in the dark maybe we should go vote else. for someone else yeah
0: now it's a nine even if they're not
1: note. even if they're not gonna do it just talking about it causes ripples and riffs, the worst thing Survivor can do is have nine people be like, well, it's Alex, right? And then they just stop talking the rest of the afternoon. This creates the need for more conversation.
0: Uh, I, I just think about one of my favorite episodes of the, of the modern Survivor, which is the episode where the winners at more Green Tribe goes to tribal council and Rob thinks that he has it oh. all locked down because he says like, okay, nobody talked to each other.
1: It is a great episode. I and love then they are somehow the, the able buddy to system secretly, on yes. Yeah. Uh, uh. It's so good. They're just like looking at each other. They're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, oh, uh, I love that though, because I do think there's merit. Like I said, like the worst thing Survivor, the show can do is have conversations stop. But the best thing Boston Rob, the Godfather, who is, you know, in control of every dynamic can do is shut down conversation because conversation just leads to the potential for change good or bad whether it's people commiserating and being like oh my god we could overthrow rob or someone just opening their mouth and being like oh my god should we get rid of rob and it getting back to him not i don't know why i've just now like zeroed in on rob there's other players but like it just creates more names to be thrown out as plans B, C, whatever, backup plans. It's how you get Chanel weirdly voting for Mike and then everyone being like, what? And then when you think about it, you're like, oh, the shot in the dark is what did that. It's great. It's, it's really great to me because I've said this so many times, it just works on a TV level and a game level. And that's what you need when you're going to slip something into a show like this.
0: Alex, if there is, do you have any like, I should say, I, don't, I know you've been throwing some ideas around that weren't this idea. Yeah. Is there any other like smaller hot takes you wanted to mention?
1: Ooh, what were some of the hot takes I, I came up with? Um, One I came up with that I feel like isn't a hot enough take was that, Um, and, and maybe I just couldn't figure the proper wording. So I'm just kind of free balling here. So bear with me. <laughs> we, we could talk it out. Um. JT giving Russell the idol on paper is, is not a terrible move. Like if that works out, do we not regard that as maybe like the best move of all time? And I solely think the only reason it really doesn't work out is he just hasn't seen Russell play. I think if he had seen Russell play, that doesn't happen. And so I, I was working on a phrasing of like JT giving Russell the idol isn't that dumb but like it it obviously is so it's like the wording was tough but i for one thing jt doesn't get enough credit for the (laughs) almost brilliance of it if that makes sense
0: i i can respect that um i honestly think that the only you know how like i wasn't russell trying to auction that piece of paper off for like ten
1: thousand dollars um ten thousand i think it got up to thirty five thousand. that's really
0: but also yeah. it's kind of the only bit of survivor that I think is I, worth that much.
1: Are you ready for this? I I'll ch- I checked the price because I was like, yo, if, if I could afford that, I would buy that. I was right? like, that's legendary. It's, it's like one of the m- biggest, most exciting moments in the show's history. And so, I, I mean, I don't know, this is a hot take and I, it's not like I like the guy at all, but without Russell in 19 and 20, I don't think the show is reaching season 42. It doesn't end up getting that second wind, if you will, like of popularity and just like strategic prowess that the game goes on. And so part of that is, you know, JT giving him that idol. Like he was a victim of circumstance too. Like that is just such an iconic moment. But I think JT being the guy he is, like, his head's not, like, I know he's not the brightest person, but I don't think his head's in a terrible spot when he, when he hands him that idol. High risk, high reward.
0: Yes, I also think that, like, what people sort of forget is that there is, like, an underrated value in Survivor of being really likable, and that's mm-hmm. what JT was best at. And I think the problem is that's what JT relied on constantly, um, so true. And, and it worked, obviously, to his benefit the first time around and i think it's kind of like colby right you always have diminishing returns when you come on survivor and you're a likable person and Mm -hmm. i think that like it it is just one of those things where like jt's not a bad dude per se he just was like oh well i'll i'll be i will show trust to this person and they'll give it right back to me um and it just doesn't work although to be fair like Russell does, like, flip on his alliance and stuff. It's not like he's, like, ride or die forever with Danielle and Parvati, like, and he just kind of gets no, stuck with Parv. Jerry. He gets stuck with Sandra basically on accident, kind
1: of. Yeah. No, it's pretty crazy. And so that was one I was considering was was trying to figure out the wording of JT is, like, yeah, it's a yeah. dumb move. I think it even got called the dumbest move in Survivor history, but, like, on paper, I, I don't think that's... it. it like, it's kind... Of, If it works out, it's epic. You know what I mean? The heroes get the numbers at the merge and it's a totally different game. Survivor history has changed as we know it.
0: So Alex, this brings me to a very important part of the episode of Mike White was Rubbed.
1: Yeah. When's the last time you watched School of Rock? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it actually probably was in late 2021. I really feel like me and Nikki watched it not that long ago. I wouldn't be able to give you a specific time. That's okay. This isn't a a court. I don't need to know your alibi for when you watch School of Rock. I'm a big School of Rock fan. Me and Brendan, when we were children, I I wouldn't be able to name our specific age, but we went through a period where like maybe for six months, every day after school, it was just like on our TV. And like, (laughs) I I wouldn't even be able to explain why, but like we would just quote the funny lines together. My mom started getting in on it. Like we love that movie in this household. And so- when I saw Mike White was on Survivor, I was like, hell yes. I, and so I was all for him. And I was so excited. I love Mike White. And then he had the Rockstar Alliance. And so I, I was all about it.
0: I mean, the best part about also Mike White is that like when he's there, the first thing somebody says is, Aren't you in that movie School of Rock? Yeah.
1: Like he, yeah. it's the thing he gets classed for. Aren't you Ned Schneebly? <laughs> so funny it's so great to me and what I love about it is like he's a fan you know I love people who are there for like the name of the game for the fun of it like he's like a sportman in that way like he just wants to compete and have fun and while this is not the correct way to phrase this in the moment he almost seemed a little content with coming in second which I'm sure he doesn't feel the same anymore but he just like to me he was just out there he made it to the final three he was like I did everything I set out to do. Like I, 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 I slapped this game left and right. And I think he, like Christian said, I'm hoping this like is a transformative moment for the game. I really think Mike White exemplifies almost in modern survivor, like how you, um, assimilate or adapt at like the highest level.
0: Mike White would have wanted to win survivor if he didn't like if he didn't take a million dollars from somebody else, if Mike White could give was, the million dollars
1: yeah. to other people and then win Survivor, he would have he would have probably done it. Um, he could have thought of that. He instantly could have been like, "Give me the title," and then at the reunion, give Nick the money, and it'd be a whole. Yeah, thing. Nick, 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 was I to enter
0: into a partnership, and I will give you a million dollars
1: for a company. Yeah, um, I digress. Um, I just want to say also, great, so- I love Brandon,
0: your brother. Yeah. Brandon mm-hmm. is very very funny, and like he cracks me up i'm so mad that you guys stopped doing spotlight like the, the game know. that he was doing yeah.
1: i know um, it'll, it'll be, be back not. eventually never say never it's not dead Fine. so don't worry about that all right um we were list. speaking of the godfather carl he's actually played spotlight before weirdly enough Our so fucker. yeah i know he's he's a fan he had a good time he went far okay. too he did well no i don't nullify that time though um <laughs> but yeah so i mean That's my hot take. I Mm -hmm. just, like I said, as 42 has been going on, I have been feeling the excitement, anticipation, my mind racing with possibilities just around the shot in the dark. And that was what prompted me to be like, I got my hot take, I got it, I finally got it.
0: And I also think that part of why I didn't like the shot in the dark last season was because nobody played it. And because it was like, well, (laughs) what the fuck is this? And now that people are playing it, it's interesting.
1: It is. Yeah. And that's, I, we really just needed to see it a couple of times, even though it's failed just a couple of those moments of like, Oh my God, this could be a whole different situation here. And then being like, ah, like that's a fun moment. It's going to create like a scream at your TV moment, which those are the best. Like who doesn't love that? Well, Alex, by the way, what's going on with you? So so some exciting things on the pipeline. A couple of things. Yeah. (laughs) So first things first, um, when, depending on when this comes out, I'm going to be on The Circle Season 4 on Netflix. You can catch it uh, every Wednesday in May. That's probably the best way to start, I say it. So it starts May 4th and it will continue every Wednesday in May. Um, I am not able to say too much about it, but I will say it's going to be really good. It's going to be very exciting and it's well worth the watch. I will say that.
0: We here at Mike White was Rock respect NDAs and respect the idea of yes. not spoiling <laughs> a show that we run. Um of course. Yes. Fantastic. But I also am a huge fan of Two Dudes Watch cartoons. And I just want you to talk about uh the, the Batman saga for a moment. Oh, Cause I think okay. people would be interested.
1: So me and my co-host, Evan Leon, he's a cartoonist for The New Yorker, and we run a podcast called two dudes watch cartoons the podcast where two dudes watch cartoons it's pretty self-explanatory uh we review any sort of animated tv or movie anime american all of it so um in the month of may we were very 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 excited for the new batman movie the batman (laughs) and so we decided to do a little true crime investigation just into the history of Batman, his lore, his legend, his reach, starting all the way from his comic book roots to his uh, his animated uh, adaptations to The Dark Knight. And then eventually we covered the new The Batman movie. And so while it was not animated, we, we, di- we went all out. We did an investigation style. Uh, it's like a spoof of a true crime podcast. So if you enjoy true crime, like if that's what you fall asleep to, this would be a good podcast for you. It's got all of those same all the same vibes, uh, we're interviewing people, it's it's fun. We, we, we go uh, pretty goofy with it, if I'm being honest.
0: I know, I like, I saw all of it, I was like, oh, I gotta <laughs> get to it, I've got a lot in the queue, but once yeah. Survivor season's over, my podcast world opens up wide. Um, You guys are very, very fun together. And again, we did a Fern Gully episode, which I had an absolute fucking blast. Um, and I- time. Just want to say, I'll give a shout out to, I guess, our friend Michael O'Rear, who originally hooked me up on being two dudes watch cartoons. Yeah, yep. I feel like, me, you know, he's not my manager, but uh, I'll, I'll give. Him we'll give him for the something. props where
1: he deserves it. Yeah, go check out his <laughs> podcast, Dark Wars. Dark Wars uh, with Tommy. Yeah, our good friends. Good so we'll, we'll give him a shout out. Yeah, but that's how we got connected, and uh, it's been great. I, I've. I loved, as soon as you told me the concept of the podcast, I, my brain instantly started <laughs> churning. I was like, oh, I got some hot takes. I wanted one that really was going to turn people's heads and be like, what? And so I think, I think we found a good one, but I'm hoping by the end of this, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've swayed some people.
0: I think, you, I think you have. And Honestly, I got to tell you, Alex, you swayed me. I'm, I'm more yeah. on board than I think I <laughs> ever was to begin with. So. I told you
1: before the podcast, that was my mission. I was like, I'm going to change your mind. I was like, I got some
0: points. Let's do it. Well, I just want to say if you have a hot take, if you're listening and you're like I got something, shoot me a DM on Twitter at Naomi Calhoun. Um, Alex, where can people follow you? What what's the what are the links? Yeah. I mean, I'll put them in the description because I'm such a good yeah. podcaster.
1: But of course, for you. you can follow Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. Uh, that's our podcast. But if you're looking to follow me personally, I am at a wild briz b r i z on every single platform that you can imagine. Kept it simple. So. Anything you want to follow, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of the above, it's the same. So uh you can't get too confused with that.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. So go here, here's the thing. In the month of May, go to Netflix, watch the circle, watch the show yeah. that I worked on. Somebody feed Phil coming to a Netflix near you. Um, I was just on RHAP talking nothing about netflix talking about the abercrombie documentary so go listen to I that, love that check out yeah i thank you check out okay. uh silent podcast where myself Gia, and nicole are talking about project runway and top chef right now uh just did mm-hmm. restaurant wars good shit jacob derwin That's came exciting. on it's a great podcast Ooh. so uh tune in thank you for listening uh check out all the links in my description alex thank you again for being here thank you so much for a lovely episode and you at home have a great night
1: Bye, yes, everyone. Thank you. Bye.